Every every time I hear the Lord every time I hear the Lord of Intro, I almost start singing like the Toy Story, like kind of preamble. You, you got, got a friend in me. No, not that. Randy the... Newman. Never mind. Never mind. It's a fuck. God damn. Are you going to set Bud's Lightyear phone out of the sky music? That one. Everybody, yep. <laughs> welcome to Lore Dump. We have oh, a special hey, guest. Welcome to Lore Dump. We built a world before you very years. We really. Hey, welcome there. We jumped the gun uh, on that one. Like, oh, there was we're just no, so just... excited about yeah. our new guest. Hello, guest. Please introduce yourself. Spotlight twist. Whoa! It hurts. It burns. Ow! Spotlight. Hi, everybody. It's our fire spotlight. We have in the studio. (laughs) They just cast fires. They just cast moonbeam on my ass. Uh, Hi, everybody. It's a flashlight. (laughs) Dunkate to a broom. (laughs) My name is Alec. I'm also known as uh, Commune in uh, in things. Uh, I host a podcast called Commune the DM's Essentials Kit, where I talk to dungeon masters and nerds about all things D&D. Um, yeah, I post on Instagram. I post on the Clock app. I uh, just started recently streaming on Twitch and just kind of vibing, having a good time. Thanks for having you, me, boys. You do it all. No You're, you got a campaign going now over on, I, yeah. on DM. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Ooh, tasty it's good taste. stuff. Well, we're happy to have you, man. Good Thanks for I'm, ha- I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And now I don't know why, but I've taken it upon myself to always publicly <laughs> advertise your Nuzlocke challenge streams. <laughs> and it's also, recom- dec- it's a recompense for the little flame war the, that you've had the going. war well, declaration. I wasn't going to bring that up. He's here, Joe. Uh, I, I think. Well, I think. Hold on. Now, I, wait, I'm going to mediate. You guys... I want. No, I want to mediate between okay, the uh-huh. two of you before yeah. we proceed. We need to sure. hash this out. Some people Go have had it. their feelings hurt, um, and and I think I think I really just want to open up a dialogue between you both. So okay, I yeah. think maybe we start with Sean. Sean, maybe can you give share your feelings with Commune? There's, I mean, there's no real bad blood. Commune just hates me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's just it. It's always so, uh, been since birth. He's just had a a, a hate for me. This I is just. True and proven. Nurtured. We we have evidence of this. So, Commune, can you share uh-huh. your thoughts, please? Uh, yeah, I can't lie anymore. I fucking hate Sean. Exactly. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I uh no, I love Sean. Sean is uh, a an incredible creative. B one of the nicest, most genuine people I've ever had the uh, pleasure of meeting, and uh. See, he is a incredible DM on Off the Rails Friday nights at seven Eastern. Yeah, over at the Welcome In. This backfired so bad. This yeah, is excellent. There's, this is backfiring. There's one really positive thing that's come away from this. We've all learned yeah. that I am an excellent mediator. Yes. Uh, so we can move on. Uh, the rest of this kill nonsense. You, commune. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> you oh, shit. fucked my ire this day. I fucked up. No, it's all clear. The air's clear. No more bad blood between okay, our tribes. Okay, n- now kiss. Nah. Commune. <laughs> I did. I did a little. Okay. Okay. We're good. I'll edit it so it was at the I... same time. Okay. I wasn't recording this at all. Uh, oh that means we can move on to the show now that we've spent hey. five minutes doing this. Oh wait, this is the show. Oh, we, no. oh fuck. We have a show to do. 
Wait, this isn't the Discord call that you guys called me in to just beat up Sean? So, Commune, (laughs) when you're you're playing the the Dungeons and the Dragons, Mm -hmm. and you run in a a world for your players, you create a lot of NPCs, I assume, correct? Yeah, man. All the time. That's good. That's a very good thing, because today, (gasps) we're going to ask you to build one in our world. Oh, son of a bitch. That's right. Surprise. I don't know why that was my no. response. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Clip I hate it. To... You so, hate to say it. we are giving you utter, complete freedom, as Ooh. we have done to other guests in the past, to our own detriment. Mm-hmm. But we are giving you complete freedom to go as, mm, how should I say this, balls to the wall as buck you like. Buckwild, even? Yes. Ooh, Buckwild. Buckwild. Mm-hmm. Um, this is good. Yeah, so... Sarah became an elder thing, essentially, right? Like a yeah, and and Button became a BBUG, big bad, understandable guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and Sloane's hasn't been released yet, but ah, they became uh-huh. a hat. They did become a hat. You just like, a, like a hat. H A T a hat. Yes, H A T a hat. Yes. Well, son of a bitch. So really, so we've the... got hats to. Eldritch deity. Anywhere yeah. in that spectrum is this, open to you. And it's this, open to be broken again, too. By yeah. Had, <sighs> yeah. Take so that I, down. I throw ca- it out the window. I, <laughs> I kind of jumped in here thinking like I knew what I wanted to do. And then you said, yeah, Sloan was a fucking hat. So mm-hmm. now, like, my brain is even bigger than uh, when I got in here. I, I don't know. My initial thought was, was some sort of archivist, some sort of, like, keeper of old lore. Ooh. Someone who... Uh, you know, the PCs can come to for arcane knowledge and kind of ancient wisdoms and also maybe some fun traps. So maybe just like a, I'm imagining like a fantasy meme lord. A fantasy meme lord. Yeah, right? Okay. I love it. Okay. Because I'm, I'm thinking. I like, the, I like this direction you're taking the show. <laughs> like a, like a, like a, a good person, but just a fuckhead. You know, like he's like, yeah, I'll help you out. Go through the ringer a little bit before I help you. It's for the bands. Okay. He does it for the bands. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's a meme lord quest giver. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. I like. I almost like the idea of a petty information broker. Oh, fine. You can have this, but first you must do this for me. It must answer me these riddles three. I feel this like we basic. just unlock something. Commune starts with the voice and mm-hmm. goes yeah. from there. Oh, 100%. 100%. That's actually probably a good, a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, this is a. This NPC is just a Wes Anderson character. He's just like a oh, saucy, yes. like angry. The Hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that that's what I imagine. Um. My initial thoughts, because I wanted to kind of base off of myself, mm-hmm. I'm thinking Furbolg or Minotaur. Oh, that's good stuff. Good choices. Love me a good Minotaur, but mm-hmm. Furbolgs are also great. And we have Minotaur so, lore that's pretty crazy. That's why I'm leaning toward Minotaur. I'm kind of leaning okay. toward like big, fluffy, like bison Minotaur. Nice. That's like, a good call. I will just posit this idea though for both uh-huh, lore, completely uh-huh, up for grabs. If you just want to get in there and shake yeah. it up, if you want to start from the ground up, it's both it's, of these are yeah, you got good directions else. to start with. I do like the John B. Son kind of big fluffy minotaur mm-hmm, man mm-hmm, type mm-hmm. thing. 
Big Sly Cooper fan. Yeah, big <laughs> Sly Cooper fan. <laughs> Three people yeah. are going to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm, the buffalo. No, I like I like the Minotaur, man. I like the, the Minotaur, Meme Lord, Quest Giver. Gotta love it. That's right. beautiful. So what is... Who is this Buffalo Man? Hmm. Because cause buff- if I'm correct, Buffaloes are... are, are Buffaloes? <laughs> uh, uh, minotaurs are, are like... Minotaurs, yes. Regale half me with the world lore. Half Celestial. So, so like ASMR. So they're, yes, essentially ASMR are made of... The remnants of what minotaurs are. They're the non-celestial part of a celestial being that's been put okay. into this world. Yes. So the celestial yeah. part is the Asimar, and then the minotaurs are the non-celestial component. This The Asimar tend to be... They both tend to have, like, some context to this. The minotaurs yeah. have less than the Asimar. They're just kind of set to wander, uh, I believe. is Right? And the Asimar look out look for mm. the minotaurs their other half to become whole so i'm thinking like maybe a minotaur Ooh. who managed to take hold of something divine something of just pure knowledge that has unlocked something a way to see through the yoke of this world a way to peer into not only the hearts, but the minds and the ideas of the people that stir around in this pan that is Toric. He can see beyond the whites. Right. To the yoke. Like, my so, brain kind of goes like a Doctor Strange-esque type of dude. Like, snarky, I like, I know everything, but you gotta show me that you're deserving of this knowledge. So we got a deity for this, honestly. Oh, uh, fuck! There, there is our god who basically maps and plans probability and the outlay of the universe, um, and and that god is called. Let me pull up our. Who's the archivist? Yeah, they definitely call him the archivist, and I think or the god yeah. of probability. Yeah, the god of also known as Oxygen. X O C J Y N. Oxygen. Oxygen. Which I am Your responsible for, and I apologize. Get some oxygen. No, you're great. I come with the nature one. Phenomenal. Okay. Burba derba so derba. We got. So we got the archivist. Mm-hmm. Got the archivist. Are we and saying that, that is the head of the pantheon, and it is a relatively unknown god? So this is actually the greater deity, but it's not heavily worshipped on. So it's kind of. Yeah. So it's kind of like Io. In like D and D canon. Okay. Got it. Yeah, and you can kind of take this concept of the god and shape how you would view them, almost like make up your own religion, but that would be the deity behind it. Oh. This god literally feeds information to the other gods. Yeah. And then there's the architect. Like, there's actually, there's the architect and there's the god of probability, which are two different. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So, I, I I just don't want to misunderstand. We're not saying that this... Doctor Strange, Wes Anderson, Minotaur is the architect, but maybe oh there is some connection with the architect. The yeah. archivist. Archivist, excuse me. So, there, yeah, there's, there's Oxygen, which is the god of probability. 
And this chicken-based lore is, is very important. Uh, to right, 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 right. <laughs> There's Simmons, who is the architect. <laughs> I'm walking on eggshells here, guys. I just want to make sure I'm not stepping on any toes. No, dude, you came in so informed. Like, yeah. you, you are amazing. Oh, it was beautiful. You're like, I want to be a minotaur. We're like, oh, which one are those again? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, uh, what? We what? I had to run and pull up the notes so I could remember the names of the gods. <laughs> I love it. Um, so what what could be like a, a in your guys' opinion, a piece of like something divine that could open up this minotaur's mind to the beyond, like to seeing everything is i'm gonna pull wizard of oz is he a good witch or a bad witch i think he's a good witch i think he's He's a good good witch witch? he's a sassy bitch witch but he's a good witch he's sassy but good like doctor strange Mm, exactly exactly. okay i have a huge world bending lore element to posit here that i want to throw out there for consideration got it We've established the gods are shards of one deity, one ent- entity, right, Sean? Mm-hmm. Like that's. What if there were smaller shards that did not contain exact sentience like the gods themselves, but held some residual deific power that when they split, fall down to the planet? What are if there are crystal shards, elements of pieces of gods on this planet laced and seated across it? And what if this guy found one? So oh. like fragments of the separation. Yeah, as you separate like little extra bits hit the planet's surface. You could do all kinds of world lore with that. Oh man. Right? I like you that's... could do campaigns around it. You could do That's good stuff. Okay. What is this yeah. called? I don't know. Now here's the question. What are what are these X. Chris... <laughs> divine what? crystals? What are they called? Mm. Um so would you like to name them, Kenyon? Uh, yeah. <laughs> As our guest? Oh yeah, let me hmm. Here's where we store stare into the void for about ten to fifteen seconds with awkward silence. Okay. Yeah, because I have to cut all this for some yeah. weird reason. For some weird sorry, strange sorry. reason. It's um, not your fault. Sorry, buddy. I'll kick shins, dude. I'll do it. <laughs> Bust games. I'll go to jail. <laughs> I'll go to jail. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. So shards of, of godly essence have <laughs> fallen from the stars when the gods have separated. And your guy has picked up a shard of the god of probability. Do I actually I since we're talking about memes, yeah. I think I may have come up with an idea. Oh, I'm ready. <clears throat> Shoot me. Drops of Jupiter. Oh! Oh! Oh shit. Okay. Okay, I feel like now we're cooking with gas. I'm about to look really dumb here. I don't know what we're doing. Oh my god, really? Train? Oh, the... It's a song. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know the song. (laughs) Josh, you know the song. Guys, I'm I'm going to play it here. I'm leaving. Yeah, guys, uh, pause podcast. We're going to have to listen to Josh listen to the song. I need that. Okay. (laughs) Drops of Jupiter. (laughs) Thank you. YouTube ads, no YouTube ads, YouTube ads. Why don't you? Why do you have? Why the fuck ads? don't you have ad blocker? Or just pay for it like I did. Oh, I know this song. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
But okay, but our what are planet? <laughs> I guess that leads to the question of like, what are different planetary <laughs> bodies that are sitting in in the universe around Torek? Hmm. Are they drops it, of Jupiter? Are they? Well, here's the thing: Torek is hurtling through space with mm. debris caught around it. It's not a it's not a traditional solar system. Yeah, it is oh, a. That's a good... A black it's an void, a, a, a amorphous a... black hole that is just shooting through space. I mean, there's stars, but yeah. it's literally like planet, moon, s- moons, because there's five yeah. for some reason. Then there's the sun, and then that's all moving. Yeah, it all moves together, like like uh, caught on Toreg, and then yeah. actually planes are being dragged along behind it as well. Like the celestial plane actually got picked up by <laughs> yeah. Toreg Shit. and is being dragged across. <laughs> just getting yeeted. So yeah. mm-hmm. obviously my brain goes goes to like the the pretty basic like DM way of naming conventions like uh you know ethereal essence or like it's something like the uh, celestial shard you know just like the bullshit names but I I think Sean's onto something with uh diving into some some real memes some real memes we usually only work with memes here we only work so with I was memes just trying here. to do what we do best no that's valid. If, I I feel like we lost momentum. Because I had a moment of dumb, and I feel like we need to get back <laughs> on this this Jupiter train here. Okay, so, so, so let's let's kickstart that. Nice, I see what you did there. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we're so cool. Um, okay, drops of drops of Jupiter. Is that what we're canonically canonically calling this thing? I feel like there's something that can feel more personal than Jupiter. What? I don't fucking know. Um, I mean, they're they're not like they're just jagged crystals, right? Or yeah. like fragments of crystal. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm imagining. Okay, mm. what about this? Because I'm looking at the lyrics to the song now because I'm useless. Mm. But like, but tell me, did you sail across the stars? Like, what if yeah. they were like star sailors or like, you know what I mean? Ooh. Like. Oh, it's my favorite part of this episode so far. <laughs> Josh sings train. Did you make it to the Milky Way? Wait, right, like, like, what about, like, like, like... Milky Ways. <laughs> Let's just call them... Milky Ways, fuck it. Fuck I it. I found one of the Milky Ways. We could call them shooting stars. I mean... I do, yeah. We could. <sighs> I like the... I like sailing stars. I feel sailing like something like sailing, sailing stars. stars, like, falling and hitting the earth, kind of... I think that, there's something cool and kind of mystical about that. Well, it's more intentional, like, right? Sailing and right. Te- and it suggests purpose as opposed what to exactly. Voyager Chargers. That's it. Voyager Sards. Yes. Yep. We're there. Yeah. We got there. We got we there. Did. Got it only took thirty seven minutes, but we did It's it. still a meme. <laughs> yeah, no, it's still a meme. It's less than thirty seven minutes. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> Our basis Voy- is this train song still. Yeah. Voyager, Voyager Stars Voyager is really good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. We got so where would he have? Where would he have found so, the Voyager shard? I'm sorry, I mean, literally all over, show. just scattered around. It could have probably like he could have. It could have been acquired through somebody who already had it. Like somebody else discovered it. He could have found it in a cavern or a cave or dug it up. The, yeah. the potential is limitless there. Yeah. So you guys well, character backstory. Hmm. hmm. Do you think? I want to tie it back to world lore. Do you think that these ascended dragons that you guys have mutate 
the geography of the their like home. They very much do mutate the actual topography of the land. So they what are if literally what terraformers? If, mm-hmm. What if Voyager shards are only made latently arcane and magical through the presence of an uh well, I was going to posit another idea because you inspired another idea in me. Shoot. Was that what if these shards got like lodged in these primordial dragons? And they am- okay. and like kind of morphed into yep, like that's a large source of where these have been discovered is in the corpse of like those ascended dragons. That's how right. we get ascended dragons. Yeah, because we never oh, really fuck. established how they got there. They just we never pursued. did. I'm in it. We, we know they were going it. for it, but yeah, like, yeah. So you would have had to have gotten one from one of those dragons. So maybe he was an adventurer at some, adventurer at some point before he took an arrow to, to the knee. Exactly. Naturally. Memes. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. Managed to at some point either like kill or grievously wound and ascend a dragon and take that Voyager shard. I like it. Yeah. So this guy's powerful a... enough on his own to kill an ascendant dragon. Maybe not. Not kill, on his own, but maybe it. he is the he's the last member of his like. You troop. said he's a That's why lord. He... Yeah. He tricked the dragon. Oh. Yes. Oh, that's good. Yes. Ascended Sorry. dragon, like I've come to bargain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like, uh, you like memes. <laughs> you like pictures of cats. <laughs> give me that shard, and I'll give you. Give these me that shard. Okay. What would an? Oh, oh fuck. So okay, he found an ascended dragon. Knew that these shards were a, a large source of power. Not like understanding what they are, but was mm-hmm. like, hey, Papa needs to get his hands on these. <laughs> I need me some of these. <laughs> Good gems. Let me, me grab some of these. Uh, so he takes it, tricks the mm-hmm. ascended. What would? It, okay, so then what would an ascended dragon want? I don't know. I picture it more so like desperately the, that um, it's a trick. The conversation between uh, Bilbo, Bilbo and, and Smog. Mm-hmm. Sma- yeah. Sm- sorry, Smog. Smog. Bless you. Um, Donato. He didn't really give him anything. He just sort of talked his ego to the side so he can okay. grab it and run. So this is the most charismatic fucking uh Well it's minotaur. your character, so obviously it would be very charming and charismatic. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Look at this relationship building. Look at this butt You bastard, you bad <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and we're back to ground zero. Anyway, that's right. I hate Sean. That bitch boy. <clears throat> anyway. I got okay. lost in his charm. <laughs> Okay, so he tricks the Ascended Dragon and takes the Voyager Shard. Mm-hmm. I imagine there's got to be some sort of vision, right? He gets the Shard, and I would imagine on contact, there's like this this moment, this synaptic static of like, the yeah. world is bigger than you believe. And like he's like, oh, yeah, like, fuck! Yeah, like Superman waking up one day and hearing the entire planet at once. Is it one of those <laughs> oh. where it is too much information for a mortal to pass or parse ever. I like, think at least at first, when you first touch it, it's like like shell shock feedback. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like Doctor Strange, like looking into it is taxing and yeah. and you're yeah. getting snippets of information that is beyond your understanding. And like it's a constant like I'm having to parse this together sort of thing. Okay, 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 okay. So 
Just to make him not turning into a mortal god, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, if you want him to be fallible. I mean, he could have oh, yeah. power. No, too, I think I think something about the the humanity of him is, is is important, I think, to the crux of who this person is and how he operates. Mm-hmm. I like that. I so like that a lot. Min- with Minotaurs <laughs> and Asimar, you say they, they go to find each other to become whole. Yes. Uh, Minotaur and Asimar need to be like, well, they don't need to be. They can be reunited. Yeah. And they what don't if... always know that they have a second half. There's just always exactly. this urge to roam, to discover mm. oneself. I like... I like tragedy. I like characters that oh. are... <laughs> yes. Who to I like thunk. characters... Who to thunk it? You're a sad bitch? All right. <laughs> Um, like to cry? <laughs> maybe, maybe this Minotaur found his other half. Maybe they're instrumental in him finding understanding within this Voyager shard. Maybe, maybe the crystal showed you your other half. Oh, yes, that's better. That's better. There is make it a lot easier. A piece of the, you really want to go so sad. There is a piece of lore that. If an ASMR dies without finding their other half, they're mm. yeeted back into a parking lot in the celestial plane and forced to kind of sit there until they can reincarnate back on Torek. Yeah. So what if you have the context of your other half died? Yeah, and is it's stuck just... in limbo. Waiting. Yeah, oh. and now you got to crack open the celestial plane. Yes. Yep. Ouch. Yep. Yep. Sorry, this that is hurts. I love you know how I like tragedy too. <laughs> no, a hundred. You got me. really? I'm hooked. Really? Yeah. I got a new Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, because with that with that knowledge, seeing that this other half just kind of in that limbo space and being like, okay, well, and the easiest way to find a way to crack open that celestial plane is helping adventurers. They're going to stumble upon things that he might never stumble upon. Yeah. So. We'll see if you're up to fuck and we'll, uh, up to buck. Not up to fuck. I hate it here. Oh, man. This, <laughs> yeah, this, right this shard dude is DTF for sure. Did this like, shard dude will smash. Yeah, will smash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll smash like, for heaven. We'll smash if you got keys to the celestial plane. Um, <laughs> so if is... they go for it. No, no, no. You... No, like if, if they are worthy enough and past whatever trials he can put in front of them, he sees them as allies that he could possibly use when he needs to bust open that celestial gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to, to find it, the door. Is he like, cause he's got a bigger piece of the like puzzle mapped mm-hmm. out. Does he have these adventure groups? Sometimes like he could be working them in different directions against yeah. each other because he's trying to butterfly effect things too. Yeah. Yeah, he probably yeah. sees the the natural echo of like how probability and and chance changes the way the the world operates, right? So mm-hmm. sending one person off to do maybe a fool's errand while another group heads off to like really kind of do something instrumental, those waves of change really can take effect and maybe he can his he's attempting to bend probability to his will to make that shit work for him. I love the concept of your adventuring party comes in and you send them off to do one thing and they find out that another adventuring party is trying to do the polar opposite thing and they both come into conflict consistently 
And when it's all said and done, they find out that this dude sent both of them to fight against each other because his outcome was that he wanted them to fight because the conflict there was what he was aiming for, for that part yes. of life. Yes. That's hmm. delicious. I love, that. I love it because it's, it's still arguably good. He's not doing anything to harm anybody. He's yeah. trying to make reality and chance his bitch. And he's yeah. going to do that in any way he can. So Ooh, maybe like not him. a good character, but may, probably a, a more of a neutral one. You mean neutral? I'm getting yeah. Mordenkainen vibes from this dude. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's not that's exactly because he's his well, intent yeah. is neutrality, but I'm getting like this yes. power mm -hmm. and this machinations vibe from this dude. It's not the yeah. intent for neutrality. You've got your own goals here, but mm -hmm. there is like that sort of structure there, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Ooh. Yeah, I'm here for that. This is badass. Yeah, our, our moon and Kynan. <laughs> moon and Kynan? Home on the range, <laughs> I'm moon and Kynan. Moon and Kynan. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. I dig you shouldn't it. So, be. I'll hand him a resignation now. Never. Sorry. I feel like Can't he's be. he's got to be some sort of spellcaster, right? I would assume. Assume some sort of spellcaster. He's just a fighter with unlimited <laughs> knowledge of the universe. You know what? Fuck it. I want it. You go do that. You go do this. I'm trying to. I'm trying to bust open heaven. <laughs> the fuck? He's holding the rock on its own. Oh. oh god, dang! <laughs> Every time. Ouch! My head hurts. My. I head love this Western accent. Chance you will miss. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting on the battlefield. Ugh. Okay, <clears throat> I'm imagining maybe a wizard. I think a wizard, a wizard? feels right. Sounds, it sounds wizardy. Yeah, sounds like yeah. that probability wizard, which the one. Oh, he's a. Uh, 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 you mean uh, the clockwork uh, uh, sorcerer? Oh, it could be clockwork. That's true. Ooh, clockwork sorcerer. That's true too. That one just came out. Yeah. Flavored a little bit differently from. The mechanist plane aspect. Yeah. yeah. Just make it's it just a... Because you have this shard. That's good. Like, that's his arcane focus? Well, that would probably be the case, yeah. Yeah. I think Clockwork Soul. I think maybe that makes... Yeah. Well, yeah. No, yeah. That's Sorcerer, though, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so we'll say Sorcerer. Uh, that's kind of neat, though, because it, it your, your Sorceress origin is the shard. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yep. And it's all about that class is like literally all about probability and balance, making everything totally evens across the board. Yep. And maybe he was a fucking fighter before he found the shark. <laughs> that would actually be really funny. That would be like that's how he's has these contacts and like these adventuring groups. He's he was one of them. He used to, you know, do all this shit and then He's like, all right, well, I got this now. I can. He has to have a southern accent. I think that's just the way it operates. That sounds fair. It's yeah. good. It's good. It's more than fair. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. More than fair. Yeah. Okay. So we've got a we've got a sorceress origin. We've got like powers. We've got this deific. You've you've defined his accent. What what does he look like? Like we've got bison. We've got like horns. Yeah. What any other aesthetics there? I imagine I, I'm kind of seeing a lot of dwarven influence. Maybe oh, some like kind of big braided yeah. beard. Yeah, Sean, pieces. if you want to leave 
for a little bit. We'll talk about. I'll sit here and read my magazine. I only said dwarven because I know you'd hate it. <laughs> it was spite. Uh, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the lobby. The lobby shot. Come on. <laughs> um. So I'm thinking, yeah, like like a big kind of mane that kind of goes down into this this huge beard with like bronze metal uh like beard ornaments he's kind of got this like big dreaded mane that kind of goes back with the same ornaments kind of going through i imagine that dude's like built like Dwayne the rock johnson you know, i have the like, hots he, for this minotaur i'm he's sorry he's a thick wizard dude <laughs> yeah he's a, he's a big bitch like you i've this is weird i've yeah. never considered a minotaur with a beard and i yeah. love it yeah cuz i just imagine like you know those pictures that they have for, like, National Geographic when, like, buffalo or bison are just kind of, like, covered in, like, that excess fur during the winter? Like, I'm yeah. imagining that, but, like, with product and, like, really finely detailed. Yeah. 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 That's so that, good. That could be really sick. I imagine okay. he's kind of got, like, upon that, maybe this, this, like, Gilmore's glorious, like, robes and kind of stuff like that. He's a little more kind of ornate and fancy. He's really feeling himself. Yeah. Are you, are you thinking, like, you know, if he's still got that, like, fightery origin, does he still wear armor? Or is he walking around in, like, wizard he's gonna, robes now? He's going to have armor details. Like, he's going to have a pauldron. He's going to have some, like, gauntlets. And maybe, I imagine, maybe with, like, the robe, he's kind of got, like, these shin guards that kind of go into these really, like, beautiful armored, like, sandals almost. Kind of like Roman Spartan armor. Yes. Uh, so I'm I'm imagining stuff like that, like maybe this uh, super detailed, like ornamental armor. He's got like he a warrior poet vibe. Yeah, yeah. The two things that totally make sense together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, he's yeah. he's hot. Okay. He's. Oh no, he's hot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so so we've got like source of powers. We've got. Yep. So the minotaurs tend to come from continent one prior yeah. to the dwarves. Like, so in contemporary setting, right? Like he could be around the pillars. He could be, you know, what's, what's that like? That's kind of, I imagine he would be kind of hanging out toward the pillars. Uh, I that's think, where that dwarven influence comes from. Yeah. Like that's home. So that just makes sense. Mm. And it seems that there's not as much of that, like racial disconnect there. So it's just kind of like, hey, I can, this is just my culture, right? Like, this is everyone's culture. We all kind of take and, and, and build it upon what we do with ourselves. So, yeah, I feel like that, oh, that, that. What, it's what makes the most sense. That's perfect. That's beautiful. Pillars, all right. Man. I, should we go get Sean out of the lobby? Yeah, hey, Sean, you want to come back in here, bud? Bud, Sean. Oh, shit. Oh, Hold on. Shit. Let me get the, uh, I got a spray bottle for this. Hold on. Here. I, I, I know what. Uh, okay. Go. Hello. Hey, bud. Uh, you want to come back in? Did I fall asleep again? Yeah, guess so. Typically me. You're cute when you're sleeping, baby. Oh, oops, I did it again. I fell asleep. Sorry, I usually I wake up singing most of the time. Is it always Britney Spears? Oh, baby, baby. Oops. Incredible. So you guys have a good talk about what he looks like? Yeah, he looks yeah, good. he's sexy as fuck, He's dude. hot? He yeah, he's hot. so hot. He's hot. Let me open this envelope I wrote down while you guys were shooting oh. me out of the room. Oh, he's a hot boy. That's all I wrote down on the page. 
He's That's a perfect. sad hot boy, which is the only way that I seem to make D&D characters. Turn the card over. It does say sad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I predicted it all with <laughs> <Okay>. my mind brain. <laughs> You're so <laughs> smart. <laughs> thank wow. you, thank you. Okay. Okay. So we've got, uh, we we've got physical aesthetic. We've got yep. geographical location. We've got intent and goal and purpose. Yep. What else is there? Anything else we wanted to find? For this hot, um, sad boy? I guess he needs a name, right? Shit. He would probably need a name. Shit? His name? Why would you name him Shit? No. <laughs> it's such a weird name. Are there... I think Community should get the name. <laughs> uh, yeah, his name's Shit. Shit LaBeouf. I'm so I'm, I knew it. I said it on purpose. He and knew I'm it. so um, smart. Ah, you guys conspired against me. Now Josh hates me too. Oh, I've got <laughs> your disease of hatred on me. I've got the commune. I've communed with the commune. You've communed with commune, and now we hate Sean, that ginger bitch. I'm sorry. Well, I guess it says Lord Dump the uh, DM's Essentials kit now. Yes, no. You hate to see it. I'll take my leave. It yeah. is literally physically impossible for me to hate Sean. It's. Yeah. I, I break out into hives when it happens. With the romantic day. relationship that's happening here, I'd hope that would be true. Yeah. It's unfortunate. If you break out into hives when you hate me, how do you know that if it's never happened? Exactly. Commune that's tried to sway no me. I'm literally from the He's... torso down hives right now. Itching. Listen to me, you bastards. I'm in so much What's pain. What's his fucking name? <laughs> Give right. this hot boy a name. We got off the so, rails Friday 7 p.m. Friday Fridays at 7 p.m. over at the Welcome Inn. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when it, has an unlocked challenge on this Twitch. <laughs> you asshole. Very good, very good, very good. Um, are there any naming conventions like in the pillar? Or are they more dwarven? There go my headphones. Are there any Our naming like, convention is dwarven meme. influence? If you'd like or to use like... meme, use meme. <sighs> Jupiter. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Doctor Strange was a fighter. Mm. Is a cow person. Is a is a cow person. Fuck. Okay. Okay. Take Hold as on. much time as you need. This is all gonna get cut. This is so this is where like if we're on commune the DM's essential skit, where I go over to my favorite website fantasy name generator. <laughs> Ah, yes. If you watch carefully, start... you can see me doing it during an underpill. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes Boner uh, comes out instead. That, damn it. Did, is, that the, is that the name you looked up? Bornar that was, one came was, out was out of my noggin. Favorite mind brain. When it's too close to innuendo, it's on me, usually. Because I'm broken. Names are always hard. Names happened. are always... Yeah, I figured. No, <laughs> no this isn't... I'll put me singing in. Britney Spears over it to pass the time. Oops, I did it again. Um, isn't she lucky <laughs> that Hollywood... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like the juxtaposition of him being kind of like a... Uh, like a mindly guy, but having like a super intimidating name, something nice. like a uh, Keen Slayer, okay, fucking I Boulder Fury, Honor Horn. I like I, I like Honor Horn. Me too. Honor Horn. Yeah, that's hot. That's a pretty good name. That's hot. Is it okay. just Honor Horn, or is there a first name? Like I think there's name. a first. There's a first name, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen Honorhorn. Stephen Honorhorn. <laughs> <laughs> the... 
It's a weird spin-off to Steven Universe. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's Steven. I hate it here. I don't know. Um, I kinda, it can be Steven. Can we just make it like Steven or Stevan? Stefan Honorhorn? Stefan No, that's his cool persona when he gets in the big machine. Oh. Goes from Steven okay, to Stefan. I got it. I got it. It came to me. His name is oh. Tiber Honorhorn. Like Tiber, Tiber. Septum? Yeah, like T-Y-B-U-R, Tiber. Tiber Honor Horn. Yeah. If you, you want to make it spicy, them. we could put an apostrophe somewhere in Tiber. Whoa! <laughs> what you cool your jets there, yeah. huh? Whoa! Putting... <laughs> that, that's how I make things look fancy in, in my shitty world-building Google Docs. I'm that's like, oh, put an apostrophe people... in there! Yeah. Yep. Tiber it's another name. Tiber Honor Horn. That's good. I like That's it. Strong. I, I really like good. Tiber Honor Horn. Tiber Honor Horn. <laughs> That's the rest of the show is just Tiber Honor. Keep saying it over We're just going to say that. Tiber Honor Horn. <laughs> Tiber Honor Horn. Tiber Honor Horn. I think this guy is pretty fleshed out, my friends. I think so. Tiber Honor Horn. There it is. Is it Tiber, Tiber Honor Horn? <laughs> Uh, oh, it's good with an American me. accent, baby. Tiber Honor Horn. My American name is Tiber Honor Horn. Tiber Honor Horn. Tiber Keep my paw. I'll tell you right now, I got the Voyager shard, and Tiber Honor Horn is going to find out its secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was. This character is a legend already. I do like Tiber Honor Horn. I like him a lot. He's very cool. Badass. Oh, badass boy. Okay. Badass well, boy. I think if we if we've got Tiber Tiber Honor Horn all Tiber fleshed Honor. out, yeah. then uh then that means it's question time. Question oh. time? Yeah. We'll move on to our second part of the episode. Oh and no. Our favorite thing to do with guests is, oh. is to steal the questions away from the audience and ask our own questions because we Valid. do whatever we want here. Uh yeah. on board. This is this mm-hmm. is your show. Mm-hmm. What's and, your favorite Britney Spears album? I'd like to say toxic because that's the only one get I can out. think of. Get out. Understood. The rift grows. The rift grows, community. Get out. I gave you one. I said, do not bring up Britney Spears' toxic. I told you. I can't you. believe. What is this? I know his uncle was killed by that song. <laughs> Damn you, Too Britney. <laughs> the, oh, okay, oh. Sean, I'm sorry. This this it's war fine. between I can us get past it. I'm professional. Kiss again. I'm a consummate professional. Oh, I'm happy. <laughs> I didn't like that. I didn't like I'm that. Hate editing this episode so much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now kiss. <laughs> I like mediating very much. Oh no. <laughs> This is the grossest thing I think that was ever said on this podcast. Oh and that's a very high bar to clear. Yeah, I was going to say, after last week's episode, we really set the bar and I just knocked it down. You just mm-hmm. killed it. Mm-hmm. You duck hunted that bar, dude. Ooh. Sorry, audience. <laughs> Where were we? Oh, audience question. Yeah, audience. No, commune's question. We got a commune's question. Let's ask him a question. So here's Let's our question. Because we know okay. commune pretty well. We, we know, sure. we, we, you know, despite the outrage and hatred that exists here. Um, yep. We, we, our question for you, Commune. So, like, One you do a hell of a lot of work making sure to incorporate player backstory in the games you run. 
what do. do you find to be helpful when you're trying to accomplish this? Like, are there specific tips or tricks, or is it case by case? Walk us through bringing your players into the world. You know what I mean? Sure. I think a lot of it has to do... I was just fixing my chair. Sorry. One second. You're good. You're good. Okay. I done did it. So, I think when it comes to incorporating uh, characters into, like, world and, and setting lore, it, it a lot of it, for me, is, like, case-by-case case basis. Um, starting from, like, what, what kind of a character a player wants to start off with and, and seeing, you know, uh, what kind of adventures they want to go on. That kind of instructs uh, how to at least start making connections with either NPCs in the world, organizations in the world, uh, events, things like that. Hmm. Okay. And so what are some sort of, you know, it's case by case. What are the sort of things that you've encountered? Like, are, are there common, common occurrences where you're like, okay, this seems like something, a specific thing a player is going to go for. So this is how I'm going to hmm. work it in. I think the uh do you mean like the um like like a a certain story beat that it, that's common between players is that what you're yeah, saying yeah yeah like what sort of because do they do they i guess the question would be do you see things tend to fall into categories and do you have approaches to tackling those categories when you you're dealing with this case by case yeah i think um when i what I see the most, are, it's kind of divided into, like, backstory heavy. Uh, there are people that, that play the game very um, situational, session by session, and I, ha I have to kind of build their integration into the world pretty pretty uh, on the spot, and like, in-game. Like, I don't have, like, time beforehand to kind of plan and make that work. Um, or, or, or there's a mix where we kind of discuss through backstory and through, like you know, complete freedom on my part to like incorporate what I think makes sense for, for a player or a character. Um, that last one, I think takes a lot of trust and a lot of communication between player and dungeon master. Um, I, I've only really done that with people I've played D and D a lot with, or I've played D and D with a lot. Um, and, I think between that and, and really kind of diving into backstory and connecting uh, characters, uh, NPCs to said backstory really kind of creates a, a more organic and uh, lively connection to the world and, and how that all sits. Hmm. So it's good. I like that. Do you have? Oh, no, I'll let Josh go first. Do you have like any feelings on backstory length? Like what's, what's, you know, do you, do you prefer getting one paragraph? Do you prefer getting 26 pages? You know, I know this tends to be personal preference yeah. from DM to DM, but what, what is it? What is that for you? I, I think it's whatever the player is comfortable with. Um, I'm, I think at minimum, I want like a paragraph, you know, uh, maybe like, Hey, where did they start? What do you think they're doing now? And why do you think they are where they're at? Um, those are usually the, the biggest questions I ask to, and, and a lot of the time it's to players that are newer um, to D&D &D or it, it, it's people who like aren't as comfortable uh, with role play yet. Mm -hmm. um, so that's interesting. But but uh, when kind of diving into to backstory with players who are a little more experienced and 
who are more comfortable with the role play, I mean, I, I encourage you to write as much as you want to write because then that gives me, I like to read between the lines, right? What, where do you leave a gap between moments? Yes. Where can I dig my claws in and kind of build atop what you've already given me? Right. So, um, that's such yeah, good I think, advice too. So I think it's, it's base, base the length of whatever backstory on, on player experience and, and the conversations you have. I don't think you can really, there's no one way to be like, Hey, yeah, just give me a backstory. It's mm-hmm. really dependent on, on how you interact with your players. And yeah. I know like I tend to, if I get a paragraph of de- backstory, I tend to leave it open yeah. for them to add later. Like, Oh, for sure. Yeah, you kind of, you, if it's, because a lot of the time a player will come in six sessions later and be like, shit, I did this to Sean the other day. <laughs> like, here's the oh, thing yeah. I want to throw in. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, oh, for sure. One of the players who will remain nameless for Off the Rails did this to me three episodes in. <laughs> <laughs> I, they know yeah. who they are. <laughs> I, think I hope they're listening. The I character's great, but. hear what they've done. I did get a novel mm. a few sessions in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm open to that. I think it's important for players to feel like they have complete complete autonomy when it comes to their character. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like I'm puppeteering for you. You know, I want you to walk into this world and and feel like it is it is moving with you, not for you. If that makes sense. Um, I think yeah. that there is that's really good. A lot that dungeon masters can do to make you know, whether it's well-established stuff that we've talked about pre or during session zeros or stuff like up to, you know, in session 10 where you're like, Hey, I think this would make a little more sense. Like I'm going to do everything I can to incorporate that and make it work. Yeah. Actually, sure. now that I think about it a little more, all four of my players have done that <laughs> since the start of off the rails. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Friday night, 7 said, PM well, actually, I Eastern at the welcome in. Change this a little bit. Here's yeah. a little extra tweak. Pretty much. For so sure, it's, it's a very common thing to have happen in a game. Um, yeah, and I, I think... don't know if anyone conundrum company has done that. A couple of them have. Hmm. Okay. Some of them, I stole their character and walked away with it, and then they had to make a whole new. Um, poor bastard. Sucks to be that guy. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> Shouldn't have stayed that whole dumbass. <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> oh no. It's a commune. Yeah. We've talked a lot about how you would go about doing it hypothetically and uh, theoretically. Yeah. Have you ever had one of those backstories cross your path that like challenged you? Mm-hmm. That you said, I don't know how I'm going to work this into the story. And then had to work on it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I've definitely had those moments. I don't, I don't think you're playing with a diverse enough group of people if you haven't run into one of those issues. Mm-hmm. Um it's a it's a tough thing to kind of tackle and be like okay well how do i want to incorporate this in a way that that both feels natural and and feels like it's a you know perfect evolution of of what i've been given um we kind of talked about this uh when we when you were on commune sean um but I, uh, what what who's sean was on commune darken your doorstep commune <laughs> kid it's a great program go look at it yeah it's, it's okay um it's very good <laughs> and uh there were two 
uh, one half tiefling, half Goliath, and a, a full Goliath character mm-hmm. who I was having issues kind of incorporating into, um, you know, the party dynamic and uh, with the backstories that I've already gotten. And it took me a while to kind of figure out, okay, how do I want to make these two make sense in this unit? Like they were both kind of these outliers that I was like, I don't know why they're here. I don't know what they gain from working in this group. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, that's the thing that kills a lot of parties is that, that, that lack of why are we together? You know, yes. why do we function as a unit? You know, if we don't have to, I'm not going to, um, and motivation. Exactly. Every character needs motivation. <clears throat> exactly. Excuse me. Um, you're fine. so I managed to find this, this gap of time in, in both characters, backstories, the, the half tiefling, half Goliath character, is actually the son of a character that was in the previous campaign. And there was a lot left open to the father's origins. Where did he come from? He was orphaned. He, you know, came to this continent uh, or came to a continent from another without any kind of rhyme or reason. So I had a moment where I was like, okay, this Goliath Graviturgy wizard is like 80 years old. He's... 20 years older than the father, they must have some sort of connection, something that feels organic, but not forced. So mm-hmm. coming up with this, uh, this fey being who, um, would feast on children to kind of consume and build her power. Um, Garak Stonefist, this, uh, half tiefling, half Goliath's father was one of those children that were to be eaten and consumed for this fey demon's power. Pavu, the Graviturgy wizard, who was the champion of this tribe in his youth, didn't want to see that happen anymore. So he took this character, transported him to another continent, and reaped the consequences. So when these two characters meet 60 years later, it's like, wait a minute. I'm here because of you. You're the reason that like I'm here trying to save my dad. Because the same curse that afflicts this wizard is now affecting the... Uh, the kid's father. So it's this thing that, you know, it kind of creates a bond without really the characters knowing it. And it being like, yes, not something that's integral to them operating inside of the group, but it, okay, we can work together, you know? So I think it's stuff like that. That's really hard to, sorry, I went on a tangent there. No, 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 that that was was beautiful. Perfect example. I just love commune stories about his campaign (laughs) because... They're I always do. very interesting. They are. They're well thought I love, out. I love talking. Well thought about out, and you can tell he cares mm-hmm. about the actual product he's producing. Passion. <laughs> so yeah, I think you know, kind of finding those those gaps of, of time and where where things aren't really well defined, and kind of molding them to the world and making them make sense within that context is is something I do a lot. I see. It's such a, it's a constant tuning thing, right? Like, yeah, you, you got to adjust that dial back and forth because for sure, sometimes you also, I think as a DM, you think you want something or a player thinks they want something and then you get there and you go, you know what? Mm. This isn't really it. So how do we take that and turn the dial a little bit too? So there's like, yeah, that as well. Well, that's yeah. that's the thing with most campaigns and most DMs. I think people don't realize is that if something 
if you're not planning your campaign week to week, it's a good week. You you did something right a few weeks ago that you're like, okay, I'm set up right now. I don't need to plan as much. Mm-hmm. There can be things here or there that were like seeds you sowed about a month or two ago and then surprise. Oh, big twist. Yeah. But usually it's like I'm pulling levers and turning knobs before you sit down at the table and even after the table a that's lot of it, times. That's interesting. I, I play very improv heavy. Yeah. Very, uh, love improv. It's, it's some of it's bred some of the most organic storytelling. Like I I've ever had at a table, like, uh, per, you know, Josh's point of like having characters kind of change things once you're already in the campaign. I, uh, character Lester Lawson started off, uh, in my first campaign in, in the homebrew world of Aosha that I have. Started off as a, a sword bard, and um, through like ten sessions, he was like, he has a Boston accent, so I'm sorry, Sean. Nice, let's do it. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know what, man? Good this guy. just this just doesn't feel like me. Like this doesn't feel like something I want anymore. Like this isn't this isn't what makes sense to me. And so he spent the like a few sessions kind of just wandering this world and being like, I don't know what I meant to do, you know? And, uh, he, he found a deity. He found Ilustre who, you know, canonically in this world is a little bit different. Uh, you know, she's a good aligned deity that kind of masqueraded as a loth for a, a bulk of years just to garner the trust of like drow people. And, um, oh, shit. that's cool. He was like, the kindness that like this God exudes, like that's someone who I feel gives me purpose. And so at that point, the UA for the, the uh, heroism paladin came out and I was like, this is perfect. Like you don't worship this God because she's a God, but you feel like she makes you better, you know? So yeah, take that, use it. And you know, 30 sessions later, he's killing Tiamat. And he's what? a he's an ascended chosen who went from a human bard to now a drow paladin. That's great. Oh, wow. Gotta love the change dance, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So yeah. It it is. It's always like DMs get the like they the people like to project and they like to buy into the like yeah. Machiavellian thing. But a lot of time it's pacing, planting a few seeds and letting those seeds grow in whatever direction. And then going yeah. back to those seeds and going, oh, okay, yeah, now we'll just shift it, kind of grow this way a little bit and like moving yeah. things around. It's, you know, it's a little bit of both. It's not as much. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Like, I, I usually have a general idea, like if there's a reveal or if there's a seed that I want to yeah. kind of come up at a certain mm-hmm. point, but it's honestly whatever feels organic in the moment, right? Like, it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. this is where I feel like this would pop off. Fuck it. We're doing it live. You know? Yeah. You have happening. like set pieces. Yeah, that are floating in this sea yeah. of story, and you like move them in front of the party as they go through the world. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and experience yeah. those things you've pseudo planned on the sidelines. So you didn't mean for them to be here, but exactly. it's good if it's here now. Yeah. So you just move it around, and they and came across is... it, and you're like, you know what? Yeah, let's pull this lever. Let's do it. Now. Yeah, for well, sure. And this is a this is a, a a tip I got from Josh. Like when we when we talked after we talked on. Uh, on my podcast, community. It's a very good yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He does not like challenge on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> Go for um, it on everything, please. God. Um, 
where having the world inform the story, right? The world informing the narrative. Mm -hmm. And when you know why the people function, when you know why businesses are doing what they're doing, when you know why commerce operates, why the world kind of turns in the ways that it does, it's so much easier to plant a story in that place. It is so much easier to do reactive storytelling than preactive storytelling. And I think that mm-hmm. it's it's super fun, and it's really been rewarding for me to do that. For sure. For sure. I've got one last question on the Shoot backstory it. building thing. And then, Josh, if you have another question, or oh, five more after that, we'll I'm just see. I'm but... gazing at the brilliant mind things that are <laughs> happening in front of me. It's beautiful. <laughs> so we've talked about backstory and like trying to integrate someone's backstory into the world and yeah. you know have it be good. Has there ever been anything you've implemented that a player didn't like for their backstory? One of those moments where, like, you've been planning this all along, and then you get there, and they're like, I don't know. What is this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, when I was very early on in my my, uh, career as a dungeon master, I think uh, I did a lot of that, you know, not reactive storytelling. I, d- I didn't do things because it felt right for the characters. I, I Because I had the set piece in mind, right? And I didn't want mm-hmm. it to move or budge or change based on what the players did. And that was me being a selfish dungeon master and a shitty storyteller. Like, that's just a fact. And, right. you know, um, yeah, there have there've been a, a couple things. I think the, the biggest thing was... Um, uh, Curse of Strahd. I ran Curse of Strahd. Um, I did not have a great time. <laughs> we yeah, talked about this. I we've remember. we've talked about my my Curse of Strahd experience. Um, and uh, two of the characters, one, they were all human, because I think they were mm-hmm. like, oh, that feels more like horror, kind of natural, like whatever. Is uh, so, a boo <laughs> boring? Um, there was a a human rogue ranger called Worm, and his niece, Annabelle, who was recently turned into a vampire. I had made it that she had always been a a vampire, but she was always a thrall of Strahd. She was created as a contingency plan to, uh, if Strahd were to ever be defeated, she would not turn... It it, it was dependent on, like like, a roll or a check or whatever... Um, and, and obviously, you know, I didn't want to completely change, um, you know, what these, this player wanted to do. Um, but I was like, there would be a switch where you, you, you'd be able to empathize with Strahd. You'd see his planning and you'd see why he's doing what he's doing and why he chose you to be, you know, his successor. Um, it didn't go over well. It was like, well, what do you mean? You know, and it was like the, well, Strahd's kind of like your dad. And it's like, oh, that's dumb. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it totally fucking is dumb. That's really stupid, actually. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, definitely had moments where. How did you correct it? Or was it just like. I I just retconned it. I just said it wasn't it wasn't that way. Um, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, I think, you know, it's. And it all comes down to to one of the most important aspects of of D and D, which is story, uh, which is not storytelling, idiot, uh, which is communication. <laughs> You're not uh, smart it's communication. Yeah. So just making sure that like 
you're touching base and being like, Hey, yeah. How did you know that you said that upset you like, please break it down for me. I want to see what I did wrong, how I can, you know, remedy it and, and make it make sense. So basically I just treated it as that session never happened. We're going to pick up here next week. Like basically, you know, like a, a full redo. Um, and I mean, if, I mean, if I didn't have that, then it wouldn't, I wouldn't be the DM I am right now. Right. Like I wouldn't, I do like, uh, two to three week check-ins with like my parties and being like, Hey, like, how are we feeling? Like, are things going the way? Are you still interested? Is there investment? Do you guys have any issues or complaints that you want to bring up? And you know, it's, I've only been a better dungeon master through, uh, more detailed and more respectful conversations. Beautiful. So that's beautifully said. So yeah. accurate. I mean, we've all made those goofs too, where yeah, I think we've got yeah. something. I've done it a million times before. Yeah. You think you, on you're you on like the, the big thing and this is like, oof, I did a dumb thing. Yeah. They didn't well, it was good on you to just be like, no, that didn't happen. We'll fix it. Yeah. Uh, Instead I, of being like, no, my story though. It's what happened. Uh, Deal yeah. I couldn't yeah. imagine being that, that dumbass. <laughs> like, <I've, laughs> well, it's not changing. You have to deal with that. Yeah. No. I've had DMs like that in the past. They were like, "This is my story. Deal with it." No, okay. oh. oh, it's never I will deal with it. Never been your story. It's <laughs> like, not I, your I story. Know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You. It's yeah. a group story. <laughs> he was just playing us through the Wheel of Time books. Oh, I love Jesus. those books, but Jesus Christ, that would not be... the way he did it. Okay, uh, we we were watching the NPCs play through the book. Oh, gross! That's fucking stupid. Yeah, that was not fun. That's terrible. Uh, as a dungeon master, your job is, is to create a playground and, you know, navigate that playground and, and just kind of make sure that it is safe, fun, and constructive for everybody. Like, that, mm-hmm. is, that is the goal, at yeah. least in my perspective. And you tell stories within that, but you can't forget those key yeah. things. Like... 100%. Yeah. 100%. Well, thanks, Commune. Jeez, what an awesome advice, audience. And and one more time, because we've done it a billion times already, but where can people find you (laughs) and your amazing content? Nuzlocke Challenge. Nuzlocke Challenge, Saturday morning. Say one of our audience members really wanted to go watch you do a Nuzlocke Challenge. Where Mm -hmm. would they go? So if you guys want to come and find me on my Twitch channel, it's Twitch dot tv slash commundm uh we do everything from a pokemon nuzlocke challenge a community oh, really? chill stream on what yeah really we had no idea uh community chill stream on wednesdays where we just kind of shoot the shit play games and have fun and then on sunday nights uh we uh, started a campaign with some amazing people we're adding a fourth which should be a lot of fun um any spoilers on who it is uh, you, it's like scoop oh Certified by Nerd. Nice. Lacey's yep. great. And a big... This will be out weeks from now, so yes. that'll probably be... So that'll, that'll be... Yeah, because I think she, she is starting this Sunday. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, Lacey. it's great fun. Hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can find me there. Uh, I'm on uh, Instagram as commune underscore podcast and TikTok and uh, other socials like Twitter as Commune DM. Uh, you can find Commune the DM's Essentials Kit, a podcast where I talk to Dungeon Masters about all things D&D and nerd culture, anywhere you find your podcasts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Me and Josh have both already been on that show. 
It's, it's a true. very good so show. Go, if you like me and Josh, go binge our episodes. Oh, binge! <laughs> listen to them seven I really times. Like, I like the concept. There, there are people who do not like us that listen to this show. <laughs> They're like, I hate Josh and Sean, but I really like Lordom. That is hey, you know, one of these chuckleheads. Community hates me, and he's been the... on this show. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Full context. There is no hate. I found out that I hated Sean over a Discord call. It was news to me. You've kissed me three times today. You can't hate. What? I just realized that I'm being cheated on. Of my own directive. Commune played himself out. He played himself out. He's left. He's left the studio. He's it's just me and you to argue with each other about what just happened. Sean's gone now. It's just me. I'm all by myself. Oh, baby, baby. What? How was I supposed to know? Boop a doop, boop, boop a doop, boop. That commune ends like seven times. Good God. Oh. I don't know if the show's over or not anymore. <laughs> Is it over? That's oh, the God. secret of my editing. We're caught in, in limbo. <laughs> I'll never let you go. We're just going to sit here now. We're, we're the ASMR. Yeah. We're stuck in limbo just watching the things happen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. Oh, well, guys. It's been an honor playing with you gentlemen tonight. Oh shit, you're right. Boom. That was a Titanic reference because this ship is fucking sinking.